The following podcast on the WDKX Podcast Network is provided by Vision Automotive. We are 1039 WDKX, Rochester's number one station for R&B, hip-hop, throwbacks. Thank you for making this part of your day. Let's check your health being brought to you by the University of Rochester. Dr. Sean Nelms in with another black professional to talk about real issues going on in the community. Good morning, Dr. Sean Good Nelms. morning, and thank you for having us back. It is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Thursday, and we are lucky to have none other than my friend, mentor, um, in all things Rochester, all things this world, Brother Wade Norwood, the CEO um, of Common Ground Health. He's also a New York State a region, serves in the border regions. But he is who I would define as someone who tells the story of the people and advocates for them in spaces that are both public and private. So before I introduce him again, I'm going to read a quote that I, um, I love from James Baldwin from his book, No Name in the Street. It says, if one really wishes to know how justice is administered in a country, one does not question the policeman, the lawyers, the judges, or the protected members of the middle class. One goes to the unprotected, those precisely who need laws, protections most, and listens, and listens to their testimony. Brother Norwood is one who I know listens and then acts, and so today we want to hear, have him on the show to help us think differently around how policy and practice and beliefs in healthcare can benefit but also harm our community. So welcome, Brother Norwood. Sean, thank you so very much, and I am delighted to be here on Check Your Health. This has been an exciting initiative you've launched, and I am so happy to join you and our DKX friends in this conversation today. Uh, now, we've had Jackie Dozier in talking a little bit about Common Ground Health. Uh, for those that missed that, you go to WDKX's app, WDKX.com. The podcast is up there. But for those who are listening for the first time, can you tell us about Common Ground Health and the role that it plays in regional health? Sure, I'd love to. Common Ground Health is the region's health planning entity. Mm -hmm. uh, we're independent. Uh, we're a 501c3 with a community board, and we serve the area from Lake Ontario down 390 to the Pennsylvania border. So nine counties wow. we serve. And we see it as our mission to bring focus to the region's health issues through our research data and analytic. And we'll talk about some of the research findings that we have shared with the community through our community engagement. And Jackie Dozier is just an absolute gem when it comes to the knowledge and the relationships uh, needed to be effective in engaging the community. And through our community partnerships, partnerships that we enjoy with folks like those at the U of R uh, that really help us get the community's focus on how health is determined, not just at the individual level, mm -hmm. but at the community level. And how health interventions have to focus not just on individual change, but also on community change. Now, we had Jackie in, and I, I said to Jackie, she's one of the bravest people I know because she goes out to the community and engaging and trusting the community. I think we talked about trust in the community mm -hmm. and common ground mm -hmm. health. Uh, Dr. Sean Nelms, just about every week here, because there is this sort of apprehension. There's a lot of people that just, they'll, they'll see somebody even as nice as Jackie or you or yourself or Sean, myself, me, sight, anybody else, that are just apprehensive about health. COVID has sort of opened up some doors, but closed a lot of different doors. So when she goes out, she must get a lot of no's, but it's that one or two yes that will get people through the door and lead a healthier life. 
And, and I'm going to be honest. I mean, I was raised by my mama and my mama made sure we understood you just don't go out into the world and tell people your business. Mm-hmm. And so there is a real barrier that I have to overcome in my conversations with my clinical team because my inclination is to try and hold personal information personal. Mm -hmm. And this element of trust is incredibly critical because if we don't have honest trust relationships with our care team, we hold information away that they need to help us heal or get stronger or get better. And I think that I'm glad you're talking about trust because I think we need to, as a community, drive home the point that trust and trustworthiness mm. is at the very basic of delivering health care to a community because you can't care. Mm-hmm. When there's not trust, one of the WDKX in the Wake Up Club. I also trust that you will tell me where you got that Christmas jacket from, because <laughs> when he came in, he had on the whole like ensemble, and I'm like, who the hell is this guy? Because he had a mask. <laughs> I was like, I don't need this today. We're like four days away from Christmas. I, I don't need any. What is this? Come on. And then I realized, I'm like, then he introduced himself with right. the mask on. He's like, oh, I'm Wade. I'm like, oh, nice to meet you, Wade. He took the mask off. And I'm like, Wade, no way. That's who said closest. Oh, my God. So I came in. And, and it's, it's just so interesting. So it's good to see. You've been with Common Ground Health how long now? I've been with Common Ground Health since 2006. Uh, and I have been the CEO since 2018. Oh man, it's good That's to cool. have you. You know, in the in the community. You know what I mean. You know, a, a common theme that 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 continues to resurface week after week. We've done. I think we're on week uh, 12 now, I believe, and mm-hmm. another eight to go. Is the importance of of establishing trust, but also modeling good behavior. Last week, Dr. Sanders and uh, Terrence both said, you know, we have to be more vulnerable. Our doctors need to know what our health histories are. They need to know what's bothering us. We have to change that perspective that we don't tell everything. You can keep some things private. When it comes to your health, the more your doctors know, the better they're able to serve you. Um, and, and the other thing that, that I mentioned earlier around public and private when I introduced uh, Mr. Norwood, CEO Norwood, is that so we have to advocate for ourselves and for our community in closed spaces, but also public spaces. So we can't go out and preach one thing, but then behind closed doors, don't advocate for policy. So I would love to hear you talk a little bit about, I'm sorry, what, what, a little bit, little bit about how policy decisions are made and how those two influence um, decisions around health care and, and, and behavioral health. I absolutely will. But I do want to touch on that one comment that you made about being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what I have learned and my doctors know is when my wife comes to a doctor's appointment with me, mm-hmm. they know something is up. Mm-hmm. And it is having a team mm-hmm. that can be with you as you receive care so that the things that you don't feel comfortable talking about or the things that you forget to talk about, mm-hmm. somebody who loves you and is working with you is there mm-hmm. to help push those things along. That's and true. I really would sp- stress trying to navigate the healthcare system alone. Mm-hmm. It's not a smart thing to do. Mm. We should navigate the health system with our village wrapped around us. Mm. And to your point about the role of policy, um, 
I am uh, di- I've been diagnosed with diabetes and I'm very open about living my life with a chronic disease and how challenging it is mm-hmm. to manage diabetes. And one of the things that I think we should all be aware of is how the president led the move to cap the price of insulin. Mm to support diabetics. It is a life-sustaining medicine that when I have to go through my spin-down period because of my insurance, it's over $1,000 a month. Wow. No wonder we wind up with the problems we have with diabetes management because I could not afford to pay $1,000 a month for a medication. I need my insurance to kick in. We need to be really sensitive to how the decisions we make about saving taxpayer dollars, quote unquote, have a real impact on health. Mm -hmm. And what I'm driven by is that impact, like COVID itself, is not born evenly across the community. It disproportionately impacts poor folks, urban and rural and suburban and it disproportionately impacts black and Latinos in our community. Uh, a couple of the things you just tuned in this one, Common, uh, Common Ground Health. Uh, Wade Norwood is here to talk a little bit about that here on Check Your Health, 103.9 WDKX University of Rochester. I want to take a quick break. In the first 10 minutes, though, we just talk about two things that would, would run people away. One, the trust. The concern about maybe either information getting out or trusting the medical prof- uh, profession. We talked about it off here, and I'm glad you mentioned it on air. Mm-hmm. The price. I think a lot of people are scared of the sticker price. And um, does Common Ground Health help with giving people more services or letting them know what programs are available to help them? It's the second. Our role is not to deliver direct services, but rather to help be a wayfinder, a uh, resource, and a connector to where those services are, whether they are uh, clinical services or whether they are non-clinical human services. Uh, We also are in the time of uh, COVID. It has not gone away. We've talked a little bit about that. Uh, I want to get your thoughts. We come up out of the break about the COVID overdoses and deaths, gun violence impacting the the health and life expectancy of African-Americans. And you mentioned that Latino community. I want to get into that in the older generation. All right. A couple of things to get into. One thing we've discussed uh, beyond just this show and check your health. Uh, being brought to you by the University of Rochester and 103.9 WDKX has been COVID site. I know that's a big issue. Yeah. And the question I want to ask, how is COVID Overdose deaths and gun violence impacted the health and life expectancies of African-Americans. I am sorry to have to report that the impact of COVID is that it has wiped out all of the gains as a community that we had made with regard to health improvement Mm -hmm. and to closing and eliminating health, health inequities. Um, the impact of COVID just from COVID alone, but then multiplied by what we've seen around suicide, what we've seen around drug overdose and the fentanyl crisis, the homicide, particularly gun violence, and then just the disruption of care. Um, It wasn't until 2022 that I got back connected to my dentist. Um, Just the interruption from care, those things have contributed to a precipitous decline in life expectancy. 
the better way of saying that is we got even more folks who are dying too early today than we've had in the entire effort that we've been making towards health improvement in the last decade. And that, to me, is a real sobering reminder of us that what we have gone through since the world went sideways in March of 2020 ain't been no joke. Mm. This has been real. It has had a profound impact. And where I'm most worried is what has this done to our spiritual, emotional, mental health? And because kids don't miss a trek, what has it done to our children Mm. and their mental and emotional and spiritual health? And I think that we have a lot of invisible wounds from COVID. So there's more to come. You think that, that, that when somebody who was maybe 10 years old in 2020 is uh, going to face something maybe at 2030 that we've never really seen before. Maybe we've seen before at a higher rate. I'm afraid if we don't check our health, mm-hmm. absolutely that's going to be the case, that we are going to wind up with a set of social challenges five to ten years from now mm-hmm. that we're going to make the mistake of not recognizing they're not social challenges, they're health challenges. So they, they should be on this now. We should, as a community, be on this now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll I just say, I mean, this is exactly why we have Check Your Health segments and uh, – CEO Norwood mentioned a few issues that we have to start to face. And I just want to remind people to go back to WDKX.com, click on the Check Your Health tab. For opioid and drug abuse, we talked with Dr. Mathis in Episode 9, Suicide and uh, Prevention. We talked to Dr. Sheftal in Episode 1. And for discounted and free health care services, particularly for those who rely on uh, medicine to take care of themselves, uh, episode five was, was with Dr. King. So Check Your Health segment has, again, 12 segments up already, a variety of topics, but they're all connected around the same, some similar issues. And that's we have to do better at checking our health. We have to do better at knowing who we are, how we function, and so we can live a prosperous life. And this is the incredible beauty of being blessed to be alive in 2023. When I was growing up and something like this was on the radio, you had to make sure you had your cassette player lined up <laughs> that right. you could tape it and go yeah. back and reference it, that you all have these broadcast archives, mm-hmm. that they're accessible and retrievable by folk. It is a blessing uh, to have DKX uh, in this vision studio. Yeah, um, I think it's, it's, it's interesting, and I'm glad you brought it up, Sean, the fact that some people might have not been diagnosed with something or not mm-hmm. faced it a, a couple of weeks ago or a couple mm-hmm. of months ago, we talked about it. You mm-hmm. can go back and listen mm-hmm. to at length these mm-hmm. discussions. You know, there might be, there might not have been a drug issue, mm-hmm. you know, two weeks ago, right. but there is now. There, yeah. there might have been a diabetes issue a month ago, but there is now. Yep. So, you know, I, I definitely refer to it. I also wanted to get into uh, Wade Norwood's here from uh, Common Ground Health. Check your health segment, WDKX University of Rochester. You did... Two recent studies, too, one on the Latin community, one on the older community. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. And I'll also make the point that we keep all of our reports up on our website so that they are equally retrievable. Okay. Um, and the data that supports them is there and accessible. Where's uh, the, for what's folks. the website? Our so. website is uh, commongroundhealth.org. Okay. And I invite anybody to go visit there. Uh, I'd say that if I could talk three reports, because uh, I do want to include the color of health 
which is our most recent African-American health report that was released in 2020. And that report really focused on the upstream social determinants of health because healthcare is really not determined by biology or connectivity with the medical system. If we think of health as all causes of why people die earlier than they should, what we see in health is it's really determined by environment, socioeconomic circumstance, and behavior. And that interplay between behavior environment and your socioeconomic circumstance is culture. And all of those things are impacted by racism. Housing is an element. It's impacted by racism, pay and income. And what we needed to do with the color of health is make sure that people understand we can't talk about health improvement without talking about racism and that racism itself is a social determinant of health. The Latino community report Ignorado, uh, I find to be one of the most fascinating reports that we've published lately Mm -hmm. because of the fact that it really talks about how we as a larger community have been ignoring what's going on in the Latino community. First of all, the incredible growth in the Latino community. Mm -hmm. We have been very ignorant of the fact that there is a huge, large, vibrant community of Latinos mm-hmm. that's double what it was just 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Secondly, it's a community that's more diverse. We're used to the preponderance of Latinos in our region being uh, up from Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. That's no longer the case. Uh, They still are the dominant group within the Latino community, but we now our Latino community really represents the globe Mm. and the fullness of the uh, Afro-Caribbean diaspora. And that is an opportunity for us if we can begin to address the language barriers and the barriers of poverty Mm. for that community. And then I'm glad that you also talked about our report on older adults, which I think is one of the most pressing issues right now, is the fact that right now our system of care for older adults in the second half of life favors you if you are incredibly wealthy and well-insured. You get safety net level care if you're on Medicaid. But there is a huge population of folks in the middle who are being stretched. And right now their care is being given by children, friends and family. And we really need to think of a different approach to caring for folks in the second half of life so that as I enter my 60s, I will have the ability to age in my neighborhood enjoy my home for as long as I can and live with independence as long as I choose to. And I don't think that we are seriously caring for our elders. And I think that we really need to wrestle with that very greatly over the course of the coming year. We are 1039 WDKX, the Wake Up Club, Rochester's number one station for R&B, hip-hop, and throwbacks. Getting ready to wrap up. Check your help being brought to you by the University of Rochester, 1039 WDKX. Dr. Sean Nelms is here. He brought a friend, Wade Norwood, from the uh, Common Ground uh, Common Ground Health, excuse me, uh, specifically. So I was asking you, Wade, before we went to break, how do you get your data? How is it compiled to find out all of this sort of new information and some information we kind of knew already? 
I, I'm glad you asked that question because I am really proud of my research data and analytic folks. Our data sources come from our multiple. First of all, through the state, we get data with regard to hospitalizations and emergency department utilization uh, from the uh insurers, uh, MVP Health and Excellus Blue Cross Blue Shield, uh, we are able to maintain an aggravated, uh, aggregated claims database. So we have a sense of what people are submitting health care insurance claims for and what claims are being paid. And we can connect that data with the diagnostic data that we get from the state and from hospitalization. And then our pride point is we just completed and are currently sharing data. It's all headline news data from our regional health survey where we go out and we actually survey people who live in the nine county region and ask them their thoughts, their hopes, their beliefs. And the value of this survey, when we did the most recent iteration in 2018, it showed incredibly clearly there's no difference by income geography of how people value uh, eating right and exercising as a part of staying healthy. It's not that they don't know, but what folk told us is they can't afford it, that they can't afford to buy groceries after they pay rent and RG&E. I think that getting real data from real people who are able to tell us the truth in their words is the key that has helped us move our work to a new level. That's, that's the scary part. You know, you mentioned it earlier about racism. Is Is that the infiltrating of it, this sort of, let me just give this line, um, but it's not true, and it pushes a narrative that isn't true. Is that is that what's going on? Are we being pushed towards a narrative that isn't true or pushed towards a narrative that is slightly true? I, I think it is data that helps us disrupt the narrative that if they knew better, they would do better. This isn't a need for more education. This is a need for the direct supports that change uh. people's conditions mm so that they can change their own behavior in the way that they choose. Yeah. It, it really is important to rehumanize this conversation mm -hmm. and center it on everybody wants to be as healthy as they can be. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to be as happy as they can be. The pathway to doing that is not equally available to everyone. Wow. How can we use that data and put some action behind that data to do better? Bruh, that is exactly what we do, and I'm glad that you asked. What we do is make sure that this data gets into the hands of our community coalitions. Right now, we convene 28 different tables, ranging from our African-American and Latino health coalitions to our workforce consortium. And we provide all of this data to those 750 people at those multiple tables. They turn the data into information and they turn information into understanding. And then because they're drawn from the different institutions in the community. Um, thank you, Dr. Nelms, that the U of R is very active at our tables. They take the information back to their organizations and then they turn it into action and they report back to us on those actions so that we're able to continually support a conversation with the community of saying, here's data, here's action, here are results. Based on results, here's new data. 
And how do we keep this process of continuous improvement moving forward? And how can people get involved to take on these issues facing our community? Oh, even better question. First of all, I would say that everybody ought to make sure that they're doing what they can with regard to their own health care team to trust bills. Stop, stop, stop right there. You said Go. team. Yes. Their team, not just the one doctor. Not just the, the doctor. Dentist, no. The therapist, everybody. The secretary in my doctor's office is a critical part of my healthcare team. Because <laughs> if I'm running late, I need to call and say, I'm running late. Please don't cancel my appointment. Yeah, yeah. You got to think about this as a village. And I think it, I, I'm glad that you emphasize it is the healthcare team. And as I said earlier, my family, my sisters, my wife, my mom, my kids, they're part of my team as well. I think it is engaging the team. I think it is then looking at where organizations, what can I do in my church to promote healthy living? Mm -hmm. And then I think it's a matter of what can I do in the community? And if you don't have an active thing you're doing in the community right now, I'll say go back to our website, Common Ground Health, and click contact us. And join one of our coalitions and be a part of the thousands of people with whom we engage that are helping to make Rochester the healthiest community in the country. CommonGroundHealth.org. CommonGroundHealth.org. Wade Norwood, thanks for the time this morning. I appreciate you as always. And by the way, on the low, he is a... Christmas shopping genius. All right. So I he, don't, he, don't, don't tell us. Don't, don't, don't tell us. Don't tell us. First one. Oh, we keep that in here. Hey, man. Come on. We got to share with the community. What are we talking about for the last this 30 minutes? Check your health. Not check your wealth. <laughs> not just with a whole other thing. All right, Wade. Maybe next time I'll just tell you. I'll say it when it's not during the season. Uh, I'm not saying I would do it. I just think what. He gave me an idea. I might want to do it next year. But then do, then do it. I don't need a, a million other people doing what I'm doing and what we ain't doing. Look at you. Look at we you. We a team, remember? He is a genius. <laughs> and he don't want to. Sight don't want me to tell him what he did. I'm like, I'm not going to do it. I can't do it because I, I, I can't live under those parameters. But I'll tell you what right now, Wade, you're a genius. Thank you. <laughs> Hey, so uh, I just want to go back to the quote I started with, and before I say happy holidays to everyone, I'm going to paraphrase a, a bit. But if you really wish to know how justice is administered in a country, one goes to the unprotected, those precisely who need laws protections most, and listens to their testimony. What we heard today from Wade Norwood is proof that their testimonies are driving data decisions and actions and policy decisions. So if you really want to engage meaningfully and have your voice heard, and you don't feel comfortable going to those um, that that provide health care, go see Common Ground Health. Mm-hmm. They are here for the community. They're in the community doing the community's work. Go to University of Rochester. Look at their service and their social services providers. There are people here who will help you navigate um, how to understand more about yourself, but more importantly, how to get resources to help you get to the goals that you want to obtain. So thank you, uh, uh, Wade Norwood, for your generosity and your knowledge today, but also for your continuous support in public and private spaces in this community as an advocate for for Rochester and those nine counties that you serve. Thank you, my brother. Thanks for listening to this podcast on the WDKX Podcast Network. Provided by Vision Automotive.